Um, this year and next year is about something I call, and, and eventually I'd kind of like it to be what I'm all about, and that's called Cultivate Your World. Um, out of Genesis um, 2.15, um, God places Adam and Eve, our original parents, in the center of the garden and says, okay, you take care of that. You cultivate that. <laughs> Here's the part that really doesn't work with a lot of people. It also means you work that. Work is not exactly the essence of what people are about today. And, and to do this, it is hard work. I'm, I'm going to be honest. To do it effectively, it is hard work. It, it really is. But, but I want to start today by, I want you to think of all the people around you that you know they really need something special. I, I, I want you to think about all the people around you. And I mean everybody. I'm not just talking about certain people. I'm talking about all of us. Just start naming them. You know, these people that you know, they're in a mess. They got no clue. They kind of like to get out of the mess, but they don't even know where to start. Got any people like that in your life? And... You have to understand something. When God told Adam and Eve to work that perfect garden and to keep it and to cultivate it, what he was actually saying to us is, okay, I'm going to place you in a special place and I want you to keep that and I want you to cultivate that and I want, to, I want you to make that garden beautiful. And, and most of us are saying right now, have you ever seen my world? Do you know the world I live in? Do you know the people I'm around? Man, they're crazy. They're out of control. Well, we're all in this together. And let me help you with this. God knew when he called Adam and Eve to work that garden, to keep that garden, to, to keep that garden beautiful and make it beautiful, he already knew what kind of crazy world you were going to live in. He already knew all the junk that was going to be going on in, in our world right now. He knew. He knew all of this. He knew everything that was going to happen in your life. I know some of you right now, you have recently gone, th gone through some crazy, crazy stuff. And, and man, you're like, how am I going to dig myself out of this? How, how in the world am I going to conquer this? How am I going to... Before God even... Are you listening to me? Before God even created the world, He knew. That was going to happen. I just want to let that sink in for a second. He knew. He knew the things that were going to happen to and in your life. He knew the catastrophes and disappointments. He knew all of that. He really did. But he still calls all of us to cultivate the world he placed us in to make beautiful the world he placed us in. Restore the world that he placed us in, no matter how out of control that might be. It's still his call on our lives to bring love and healing 
and beauty and him to this world. I love church, sort of. But let me tell you the struggle I have. Church has become a place where you go sit and you talk some. All right? Church is a place you go and, well, I didn't do too bad this week. I'm sorry, that's got nothing to do with it. You know, I, I've been here twice this month. Okay. I wore the right clothes, right? I don't know. There is no such thing to me, but okay, whatever. Um, I didn't kick the dog too many times. I don't even have a dog, so I don't struggle with that one. But that's not what Christianity is all about. Christianity is me waking up in the morning and going, okay, God, who would you have me to love? Who would you have me to pray for? Who would you have me to invest in even if they are the biggest jerk in the world? Who would you have me to love and bring health to and bring restoration to and bring you to today? That's Christianity. Let me tell you something. You want a life worth living? Stop doing church and start doing Jesus. No, I'm serious. You want a life that's awesome and exciting? Stop doing this going and sitting thing and talking thing and begin to go, okay, God, I'm talking to the girls at school and and the guys at school right now. When you go to the school, you go, okay, I want to invest in this person. But they got an attitude. Anybody here know anybody with a tood? Anybody? Huh? You know? And God, honestly, they don't like me. And I don't like them all that much either. But God, you're telling me that I'm supposed to somehow bring restoration and love and healing to them. Let me tell you the coolest part. Because lots of times I have no idea how to pastor and bring restoration and love to some people's lives. I don't. You know, some people are so far gone, man, I get close to them and they're like, get away from me. (laughs) No, I'm serious. You ever had that? You know, the other day I was, I opened the door for a woman because that's what I do. And she, and I went, okay. You know, that's just the way people are. But the thing is, is that no matter who they are, it's still my opportunity to cultivate and bring love and bring hope and bring joy and bring peace to that person's life. And I know, I know it's otherworldly. I know that's not how the world thinks. I get that. I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, when you start saying, well, you know, that big jerk on the block, man, I'm going to love that person. The the rest of the block's like, you're an idiot. No. You want to bring joy and hope and peace to your life? Bring joy 
and hope and peace to that jerk's life. There's nothing greater to me to see somebody get out of jerkdom. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? There really isn't. There really isn't. This month, we're kind of focused on vision. And, and, And this is a big deal because so many people... Even those who call themselves Christians kind of walk around and, 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 and they're kind of walking around clueless. They're, they're, they're kind of walking around not really sure who they're supposed to be. They're, they're kind of walking around not really sure they can actually be sort of who maybe they're supposed to be. And they're just kind of walking around blindly. And, and it just see. do you ever live life blindly, and you just step on landmines all the time. Huh? Anybody? Anybody ever, you want to get your act together, and the first thing you do, walk, walk out the door, and the first person you meet, you say something stupid. Anybody? You know, you just, why did I say that? You know, why did I do that? You know, I didn't need to say that. I, I don't know what's, what's wrong with me or, you know. But here's what God wants you to hear. God says, listen, without a vision, people perish. Not only you, but the people in your world. The word uh, vision uh, in the Hebrew actually means revelation. And what that means is, is is that God wants to communicate to you How, when, what, you're going to leave that place that this morning and how you're going to absolutely bring love and healing and restoration to those people in your world because that's every person's call. Well, I'm not a Christian. Let me help you with something. It's still your call. Could you imagine a world where everybody just went, you know what? I'm going to absolutely bring love and peace and joy and restoration to every person I run into this today. That, wouldn't that be awesome? You know, instead of going to the grocery and when you don't find that special thing you want and screaming at the little girl at the, at the um, cashier, you just went, it's okay. We'll get it when I'm supposed to. Right? You understand what I'm saying? This is a very, very, very important thing. And I want those who call themselves Christians to hear what I'm saying. When we get up in the morning, we need to get in God's word and we need to start praying. But praying is not only giving God our top 10 unnegotiable demands. Have you ever done that? God, you get up and you're God, well, I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this. And, you know, here's the cool part about that. God already knows you need that. He kind of like you to stop talking for a minute and just listen. He knows who you're going to run into today. He knows where that person is. He knows where that person's hurting. He knows where that person needs restoration and love. He knows where that person needs hope. He knows where that person needs healing. He knows that person who just 
Do you realize the biggest jerks on your, in your neighborhood or at your job or in your home, do you realize that that person really needs somebody to just love them and be their friend? Amen. There's a reason people are miserable. Because they ain't got nobody to love them. And this is a very, 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 very important thing. So it's imperative that we take time to listen. Um, very, very important. It, it, it really, really is. And then it's important to understand who we're supposed to be. And, and, and here's something most people, even many who call themselves Christians, don't get. You see, you got to understand something. You were born in the, you were created, excuse me, in the image of God, all right? You weren't created for all this sin. You weren't created for all this frustration and stress and ugliness. You weren't created for that. Does everybody hear what I just said? I think some, well, that's just the way it is. No, it's not just the way it is. We're born into this mess, into this sinful world, all right? <laughs> that's not who we were created to be. We were created in the image of God. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me help you with something. I have no ability or idea how to live in the image of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But don't tell anybody I said this. But I know who does. And if I'll get in his word, and if I'll listen, he'll tell me how to do it. And he'll lead me all day. And when I run into that jerk, if I'll just listen, he'll tell me how to operate and love that jerk, whether they want to be loved or not. Are you with me? This is a God thing. This is a God thing. This is not something you can do. You were created in his image. And let me help you with something. Until you allow him to restore his image in your life, you will never be happy. Amen. You will never be happy. You won't. I hear people, oh, well, it's not about being happy. Well, you go ahead and keep being grumpy. But as for me, I want to be happy. Anybody else? You know, I just, I just think that's important. I, I think that's good. I, honestly, I've been grumpy. And when I'm grumpy, it just makes my wife grumpy. And, and then everybody we touch gets grumpy. And the only thing that gets us out of it is our grandchildren. It's definitely not our son, you know. But, you know, it's, it's a thing where, you know, there's just, you don't want to be grumpy. You want to be happy. You really do. Then... Every one of us, are you listening to me? Every one of you, whether you go to church or not, you know who you're supposed to be. You know what you're supposed to do. You do. The problem is most of us live in fear. And so we kind of stand on the edge saying, yeah, I know I ought to do that. I know I ought to be that. I know. <laughs> I'll talk about it. But most of us just kind of stand with our feet on this safe, easy ground. 
and were afraid to leap. That's what we talked about last week. Every person has done anything great for God. Any person has done anything great for themselves. They took a leap. They leaped out and off that safe place, that safe zone, and went and said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and leap, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be that, because I know that's what I'm supposed to be, and that's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm tired of seeing that, but not doing that, so I'm just kind of begging you, take the leap. Take the leap. I'm not really sure how I'm going to cultivate my world, but take the leap. I don't know how I'm going to relate to this person in my life, but I'm leaping. And people are like, well, how do you do that? What am I going to do? If you remember Moses, God said to Moses, don't worry about it. I'm with you. You tell him, I am almighty God, self-existent God. I am there. I am with you. Everything you need to cultivate and to have that vision and take that leap I got for you. I'm there for you. And this week, I I just kind of want to focus for a minute on. So where am I going? Because you see, if you don't know where you're going and you're supposed to be leading everybody around you in your world. Do you ever not know where you're going? Do you know where you get to when you don't know where you're going? You get there. That was a joke. You kind of get nowhere. You kind of, I want to be better. I want to be good. I want to be that person. I do. But kids, we need to define what that looks like. We need to define who that looks like. Ultimately, for Christians, are you listening to me? Ultimately, for Christians, that looks like Jesus Christ. You were created in His image. Okay? So ultimately, what I ought to look like, where I ought to be, is like Jesus, right? You say, well, I'm not, I'm not really sure what that looks like. And honestly, I've spent my whole life reading about this stuff. And I'm still not 100% uh, that I understand all that that looks like. Is that, is that okay with everybody? I'm still trying to figure this thing out and I'm still trying to get there. And, and, I, and I say that because I want you to understand it's not a state of confusion. It's a state of growth and development. And we're all in it until we get to heaven and then we won't care. You understand what I'm saying? We'll just get to heaven and go, cool. You know? I, I don't need to hear that preacher anymore. You know? But, but very, very important. He is the ultimate And he is supposed to be who I am and what I'm about. You see, when he was here, he came down through the heavens because he loved us to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. You see, we're supposed to be a people. Instead of expecting everybody else to be everything we need or want them to be, we need to become a people that are everything they need. And try to be for them and accomplish for them what they can't accomplish for themselves. Instead of being frustrated with them, say, okay, how can I help them get there? Does that make sense? Jesus, he said, listen, I'm here to do the will of the Father. 
you know, and, and to accomplish everything he set out to do. That should be us, folks. That's what we should look like. That's what we should be about. You know, and, and this is why I'm going to be honest. I started here. This is why people don't go to church. It's boring. No, it is. I'm sorry. Sitting in church, listening to me is boring. If that's all it is, it's just like, seriously? Is that it? But it ain't. You see, Jesus came and he was this person. Kind of like I said about Pastor Jay. And basically, he just went around and he did whatever was necessary in every person's life. I think that, could you imagine a life like that? Could you imagine an attitude like that? Could you imagine a tongue like that? Could you imagine being that person who just woke up in the morning and said, God, just show me. I want to be in every person's life exactly what they need me to be. And I don't know how to pull it off, but I'm going to listen to you for instruction. You know? And so the bottom line is, this is what I'm all about. I look at Jesus, and he's my hero. And I look at Paul, and he's my hero. But I want to start here with Paul when he was called Saul. Because sometimes we're all like, well, you know. <laughs> Pastor John, he's whoo-hoo, he's kooky. All right? He's calling me to be something I could never be. Well, let me help you something. Have you murdered any Christians lately? Have you maimed any Christians lately? Have you imprisoned any Christians lately? Well, Paul did. So I'm not talking about a person that had no past. I'm not talking about a person that was perfect. I'm not talking about a person that never struggled. I'm not talking about a person that, that just, you know, everything was easy. Because honestly, read the Bible. The dude was in jail more than he was out. You know, every time you turn around, the dude's in jail. He must have been bad. You know? But in the middle of it all, the one thing he said, and I want you to hear this. This is Paul. And he constantly said something I think is very important. He said, yeah, I'm not all that good. I'm the chiefest of sinners. Hmm. Then in this verse here, in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, he said, listen, yeah, I'm human. And I don't really know how to do all this perfectly right. But here's what's happening in my life. I want to absolutely, eternally, in a very powerful way, I want to impact every person in my world. I'm in God's word. I'm praying. I'm listening. And God's doing something extraordinary in my life. And so here's what I want you to hear. And here's what I want you to understand. 
If you need an example, if you need a model, if you need somebody to watch, if you need somebody to imitate, watch this very imperfect man and imitate me as I imitate Jesus. You see, where a lot of people live is, oh, I can't do that. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> but he did. And he can absolutely reproduce and replicate and restore that in your life if you'll let him. Get your model right. You say, well, pastor, who's my model? Jesus, Paul. Are you listening to me? I'm almost done. And then the kids are going to sing. And then you're supposed to become the model. Just like Paul. You need to become that person that looks at these persons that you absolutely want to bring restoration to and you want to cultivate and you want to love to spiritual, eternal health. You as a man or a woman of God need to become that person that looks around and says, listen, perfect no. But if you need a model, you need somebody to imitate You watch me, and we'll get there together. Come on up, kids. I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. (laughs) We Christians ain't supposed to be sitting still, watching the world, saying, oh, how bad they are. We Christians need to be a group of people that are saying, you know what? I'm praying for you. You know what? I'm loving on you. You know what? I'm there for you. You know what? I want to bring restoration to your life. You know what? I absolutely want to see something extraordinary happen in your life. And as a man or woman of God, I'm taking that responsibility. And I'm absolutely going to need be that model that you need. Perfect? No. Willing to do anything and everything by the grace of God to be that? Yes. The song they sing at the end this month, maybe more months, is called Send Me. Send Me. People in our homes, people in our neighborhoods, people at our jobs, people at our schools. They need somebody to take the love of Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ, the grace of Jesus Christ. <laughs> to a hurting world. And say, whatever cost I have to pay to bring love, healing, and restoration to you, that's what I'm willing to do. And that's who I'm willing to be. Let's all stand.
sing the song with them, and then um, JC can pray.